I am very excited about today's call, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching with our product of the week. Jesse, tell us about the product that you discovered. So Stephen, I actually discovered this product a million zillion years ago, and I don't know how I would ever have lived without them, and they are bling hoop earrings. So they are three inches wide, so they're pretty large, and you know, everything is bigger in pageant land. So this is just my go-to earring for outfits that I just didn't have the right match with, but they were just so simple and versatile, and you could wear them a million zillion times, and you will never get sick of them. Now, are they three inches wide like tall or not thick right i mean they're that tall <laughs> the no they're way. super super skinny actually they're okay. super skinny so they're 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 large but they're delicate so they make a statement but they won't overpower your look which is so so important in pageantry because you want the attention to be drawn to your face but not so much that it takes away so they're very very thin it's a silver based hoop earring um with tiny 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 clear rhinestones gotcha and what what's some examples of things that girls could wear these to and, and why that's even important for the for girls to wear these types of earrings to those kinds of functions? So you can wear them for a whole host of functions. I mean, for me, I know I wore them when I threw out the first pitch at a baseball game. I had a really simple outfit with fitted jeans and a t-shirt, and then I just threw these hoops on. And again, they're just they're so perfect for a wide variety of outfits because they're not so formal, yet they're not too casual. So they can really dress up a simple look. But I've also worn them with a cocktail dress that had absolutely no stoning. And it was just something that would really elevate the look to a more formal occasion. Awesome. And what's the price tag? Where can they find it? Give us all those details. You can find it as always at shop.thepageantplanet.com, free shipping, free returns and exchanges. And they are $29.99. And let me tell you, for the amount of times you will wear these earrings, that is a steal. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. 16-year-old Janu Patel is joining us today. She aspires to become a pediatrician and is currently a volunteer with Kaiser Permanente Maternity Ward. Not only has she been to 15 countries, you heard it, 1-5, and is a Bollywood dancer, she also captured the crown to become the current Miss California Teen USA. Being a title holder in one of the most competitive pageant states can bring with it eh, added pressure, but Janu is going to tell us how she handles it all with grace while being a role model to others. So Janu, welcome to the call. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. And we are happy and delighted to have you. (laughs) Thank you. Now, California is a well-regarded state in many ways, including in uh, the pageant world, but Do you think representing your state adds additional pressure? I don't think representing my state adds any sort of additional pressure just because I think it's another thing that you have to put your heart into. Whether your your passion is a sport, whether it's dancing, whether it's this kind of pageant, another competition, I think that you just have to put your all into it. So I didn't think it was any sort of extra pressure just because I knew that After winning my regional pageant, the 10 months that I had, I put in my full effort. I knew that I was trying my hardest. And in the end, you can't do any more than that. So I think that going into the pageant weekend, knowing that 
I had done everything I could knowing that I had prepared as much as I could. That was enough for me to feel prepared and not pressured for the pageant. Love that. Now, like, because there are so many girls that compete in California, just by sheer ripple effect, there's going to be a lot of eyes on mm-hmm. California. Like, oh, what's Miss Teen California USA doing? Um, right. How do you handle that pressure or that just, I'm going to say pressure, that additional attention? So I think the additional attention plays into a couple of factors that you kind of learn as you go along your way. And I think one of the biggest parts to that is social media, which is something that after I won, it definitely it exploded almost like it became so much of a bigger part of my life. And I think that I've always been taught from day one that whatever you put on social media, whatever you put out there about yourself, you can't you can't let it go. It's going to follow you everywhere. So I think that going into that, the attention that came to me really reflected on what I posted on social media and how I put myself out there. So what I did with that was I made sure that I was putting out a good example of myself because I know that I'm going to be a role model to some people by winning the California crown. So I definitely kept that in mind because the attention is something that is a great way to spread your platform and what you feel passionate about, but it can also hurt you. So it's been a learning experience. And I think that going along the way, I have learned a lot about how to deal with that and how to uh, make it a positive effect on myself. Do you have any sort of like internal mantra that you use or internal guidelines when you're looking at something and you're like, "Mm, should I post that or not? Or does it just not even register? Well, you know, I think you just have to think about who your audience is. At 16 years old, I know that a lot of my audience is going to be my own age and of my own culture as well. So what I put out there, I know that it's going to affect them. I know that it's a very impressionable age. So yes, when I post something, I do make sure that it's appropriate to my age, to what I believe in and to what I'm putting myself out there as. So I think that I kind of just take a second before I post something to think about how it's going to affect my audience, who's going to be reading it, and how they might take that in their own life. Yeah. And you know, you kind of have that internal gut check when you get ready to post it. You're like, mm, I right. don't think I should post that. <laughs> like, <laughs> just follow that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Now, a lot of responsibility comes with being a title holder. Do you feel like any certain aspects of it is more stressful than something else? I think that it's really something that I hadn't thought about, honestly, to be honest with you, I hadn't really thought about it before I'd won. I think that the preparation kind of led up to thinking about winning the pageant, but then when you actually win, it's a lot more of responsibility that comes with it. So um, I would say some of the hardest parts is kind of making sure that what you do is not talking about somebody that's not yourself. When you go to an event, when you make an appearance or when you speak to when you speak to people about your platform, you need to make sure that what you're doing is something that you actually are putting your full heart into because if you don't, you're stuck doing something that you don't love. And I can tell you that in the past year that I've been doing my pageants for about a year ago is when I won my first pageant. I think that I've changed the most in that year than I ever have in in a positive way. 
because I've learned so many new things. I think that you have to just find that niche that you like, something that kind of drives you to do better. And that's what pageants were for me. So I think that with the crown, I definitely, it was a lot of added responsibility that I hadn't completely thought about. But again, as I go along, I'm really just focusing on making sure that I pay attention to every sort of aspect of it. That's great. So what do you do to kind of relax and to maintain your focus throughout your year? Well, you know, it's definitely been tough to find time to relax, to actually make yourself calm, calm down and find that time just for your, for your own, um, relaxation time. But I think that time management has been a huge part of that. Once you learn to be able to take out a time in your day, just where you can, just where you cannot think about anything that has to do with all the stress that that's causing your, in your life. I think that you just, you just have to find that time. And for me, that was kind of dancing. I think that in the week I, I dedicate a couple hours to dancing and that's been a huge part of it for me because yeah, it's an active exercise. It's definitely not, you know, sitting there and getting a massage, but it's something that takes my mind off of everything else that's going on around me. I kind of just I can be free with myself and that uh, it's really important to find that, especially with a busy schedule like this. It's really important to find something that you love and that calms you down. Now, do you add like, in addition to dancing, do you like read or meditate or take long walks through the woods? I mean, anything like that also to help you? Mm-hmm. Um, I do like, I do like taking walks. I think that's really some, it's time that you can really think about yourself Because a lot of times things are thrown at you. I will get 15 or 20 emails a day, including events that I have to go to, and it becomes really overwhelming. So once you're able to kind of calm down, you know, take a walk or even just sit down and think about what you have going on on your plate, it really helps you to get organized, to, um, you know, relax during that time. And also, it's what I learned to do is to kind of just carry around a little calendar with me and write down what I need to do and what I have in the upcoming week because it's really hard to keep track of things. So that's definitely also helped me keep a peace of mind to keep myself relaxed in that sense. Janu, do you actually write it down like pen and parchment? I do. Oh I do. I actually, keep, I actually keep a calendar with me. That is awesome. I have to write it down. <laughs> you are so retro. That is great. <laughs> okay. So, and that's how you handle your stress by both having an outlet and from what you said, you're very organized too. Yeah. It's important to stay organized. It definitely is. Yeah. Now, Talk to us about, I mean, just how you approach your state pageant. What happens with a lot of girls that I've experienced is the closer the pageant gets, they just start to freak out more and more. Um, so how did you handle that that approach to your state? Well, you know, I, of course, as you know, I wasn't very familiar with pageants at the time, but it's something that I have a goal set and that that goal is not necessarily winning. It's bringing out a positive experience from it. So as soon as I won my regional title of Huntington Beach teen in February of last year, my parents and I, we all knew that we had to prepare now for California to come. And they told me to not wait till the last minute. Don't think that you have 10 months and that, you know, you don't have to focus on it now. Start from today and pace yourself. Because you have to be organized on a large scale too. 
So I think that I had the preparation that led up to pageant weekend. It was a lot of work. I'm not going to lie to you. There was physical preparation. You have to practice walking training, your interview. There's so many parts that go into it, hair and makeup and everything. But you have to learn to use the time frame that you have. And you can't wait till that last month and start freaking out because it is going to get to you. And you are going to think after that pageant, I know I could have done this better. I know I could have prepared in that way better. And I don't like to regret the things that I didn't do in the past. So I really made sure that I, I, I stuck to that principle when preparing for the pageant. That's great. What, what do you tell yourself before walking into interview? Before walking into interview. Okay. So in my interview, it was a group of 10 and I was the first girl. So I was almost just thrown into it. I didn't really know if I was going to go when I got there, if I had a little bit of time. I, as I walked into the room, I kind of just, not a, not a prayer, but I just thought to myself, I'm prepared. I know what I'm doing and whatever I know not now is all I'm going to know during the interview. So I'm not going to start freaking out right now. So I just went in, took a deep, took a deep breath. I introduced myself and I kind of just acted like I was having a conversation with the judges. I think it's really important to just be yourself and not try to be so, so um, impersonal. You really have to just open yourself up and kind of act like it's a conversation and you're talking to someone who's just wanting to get to know you. And what about before walking on stage? What did you tell yourself before walking out on stage? The the nerves that you get before walk, walking on stage are crazy, but I can tell you it's not the first time that, that, I, that I've gone through those feelings. And that that's why I'm kind of more accustomed to dealing with it because when I perform on stage, I get the same sort of feeling before you have to dance on stage in front of so many people. Or I'm also part of um, a model United Nations program in school. So whenever we go to debate conferences, especially when they're out of the state, out of the country, when they're far away, it's you're not you're speaking in front of so many people, 70 or 80 people that you have never spoken in front of before. So I think that the nerves going up to that moment are really incredible. But once you go on stage, the adrenaline you get, you have that choice to turn it into a positive effect or a negative effect. And I think it's really important to just channel that adrenaline into making the experience a positive one for you and kind of just putting your all into it instead of letting it get to you and affect your performance. You know, I, I learned something a few months ago, which I <laughs> thought was fascinating, is that scientists have proven that your body it doesn't know the difference between being excited and being like anxious or nervous. Really? So like chemically your body responds the exact same way, but it's mm -hmm. just how your mind interprets, interprets the, uh, that feeling. So, right. I thought I would share. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of just what I was going through at that time. It's, you know, you know, once you step onto that stage, that that's your, that's the time that you've been preparing for this entire year of preparation has going, is going into this 30 seconds that you have on stage, so that excitement that rushes to you, just like you were saying, it might be interpreted as fear, but it might be interpreted as excitement to make you do better. And I think that that's really important to be able to practice and train yourself to be able to turn that into excitement to help you in your performance. Now, do you think girls should make placement goals when they're competing? No, honestly, definitely not. I don't think it's 
it's good to make placement goals. I think that you should have an overall goal about what you want to take out of the experience because I can tell you that had I not won, the things that I would have learned from this pageant weekend were were incredible, just from the little things, learning how to do my own hair and makeup. A year ago, I didn't know how to do my hair and makeup, but I learned throughout that time, and that's something that's going to stick with me throughout my whole life, whether I'm going into a job interview and I need to be able to present myself. You know how to dress appropriately for a situation, how to do your hair properly, how to do your makeup, and those are little things that you learn out of the experience. So. Overall, I think that you shouldn't set placement goals for yourself. I think that you should have an overall accomplishment that you want to get out of it. And that's not winning or making it to top 10 or making it to top five. I think that's making sure that you have prepared for your interview, that you have a good physical body shape, that you've prepared for your walk, and that you have kind of taken care of taking care of every aspect of it for you, because in the end, it's all just going to fall into place how it was supposed to. Mm. Now, what advice would you give a contestant who feels a lot of pressure to either do well or to win the whole thing? I think that the pressure that comes to you is almost the pressure of knowing whether this is the right thing for you or not. I think that pageants is something that I found that I knew that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I have been trying to find for a couple of years now. And I've finally found something that I love to do. So what you, the pressure that you feel is kind of trying to find something that drives you to do better. So I would kind of tell that contestant, I would just tell them that Put your all into this experience, but in the end, you're going to know whether this is meant for you or whether it's not, because then you can move on and find something that you love, or you can learn from your mistakes and, you know, try again even harder the next time. So I would definitely tell them to just think of this as a positive experience, knowing that they're going to come out of it with more knowledge about themselves than they knew before. Mm. Now, in your opinion, should a teen strive to be a teen and not come across as being more mature than what she is? Not necessarily. I don't think that's necessarily true because I think that one thing that um, you should definitely have as a teen is a sense of maturity because whether you're a teen or you're a miss, you are a role model to people. So I don't think that there's a certain limit to things that separate you from a teen and a miss. It's not, it's not an exact line for me, but I think that you have to have a sense of maturity, a sense of consciousness of what you're, what you're putting yourself into. And again, with the, is your goal to complete, to win the competition or is it to make this year, if you win the best year you can, it can be for you. So I think that having that ultimate goal, that overview of your goal in mind can help you remember what you're doing with this title and what, how you're a role model to other people. Mm. How do you, are you able to juggle like school, friends, family, and just being Miss California Teen USA? It's definitely been very tough to juggle school, family, friends, everything that's going on in my life. I'm a junior in high school right now. So it's one of the toughest years school-wise that I've gone into And obviously everything that came with the pageant is very busy. But I think that the most important thing that I've learned is 
there's some things that you can sacrifice. There's some things that you can let go in your life. And there's some things that are very important to you that you cannot compromise with. And it's really important to find that for yourself. And for example, that for me, that was, you can't sacrifice spending time with your family and your parents, especially because you wouldn't be where you are unless your parents supported you. And unless they let you do what you're doing and, you know, be yourself and thrive for who you are. So I think it's really important to remember that and find that line for yourself. What is a necessity for me? And what is something that I might be able to let go, you know, for the betterment of my future? So I definitely keep that spending time with my family is the most important thing for me. I think it is the most important thing for almost everybody and it should be, but there's some things that you can let go. Um, Definitely not as much time to relax, not as much free time, but again, time management, kind of spacing out your day, spacing out your week, being able to stay organized can help you in juggling all of those things. Totally agree. Now, as a state title holder, um, like, what do you feel like is the best advice to all the teens out there who are pursuing the crown? <laughs> to all the teens out there that are going to be competing next year, I think one of the most important things that I've learned just in the few months that I've had my crown is that when you're preparing for this pageant, don't focus too much on what your walk looks like, how good your hair and makeup skills are. Yes, they're important because they bring together your entire personality, your entire being. But the most important part is making sure that you learn about yourself. When you're training for your interview, you need to remember that I'm trying to find the best way to put myself across and and that I'm including everything that takes part in my life. So I think that for the contestants that are competing next year, I would definitely say to put more work into preparing for your interview, preparing for the verbal and personal part of it more than the makeup and hair part of it, because a lot of times girls can get carried away with that when it's important, but it's not as important as what you have to offer from the inside. Hmm. Now, when you graduated from like local title holder to now state, mm-hmm. did you feel more pressure to, I guess, perform and maybe more of a challenge to just be Janu? I don't think so. I don't think I felt more of a pressure between the two to be myself. I think that there was more pressure in, because you're influencing more people as a state title holder. But I think that the pressure that comes with kind of staying true to yourself and trying to be who I am, it didn't change between not having a title, between being a regional title holder or being a state title holder, because the entire time I had my principles, I had something that I believed in. I had my culture that I so strongly love. And I think that not letting that go has been something that takes place in my life no matter what happens. So even if I did win the crown, it didn't affect me and who I was trying to stay true to myself. I think that the responsibilities that came with it definitely increased. And as you go, you learn. And until you actually are put into the experience, you really don't know. People will tell you that you're going to have this going on. You're going to be so busy. But until you actually do it, you don't know. So definitely in that case, it did become a lot more, I did become a lot more involved that way, but staying true to myself, that didn't change for me. It was the same all along, I would say. Okay. So a bonus question. Mm -hmm. 
what are maybe one or more um, of the must-have items that you think every girl should compete with that cost $20 or less? Ooh, okay. That is a tough question. Um, I would say the biggest thing for me is with all the products that you're putting in your hair when it comes to the hairspray or the, you know, if you're dyeing your hair, whatever you're doing, I think that your hair can get really dried out and it's hard to take care of it. So one of the things that I did was a couple months leading up to the pageant, I took oil, whether it was almond oil or coconut oil, or I, you know, I used rosemary oil, which is um, something that doesn't really show in your hair. Um, I just kind of would put that in my hair overnight and then I'd wash it out the next day and it kept my hair really healthy. And with all the products that I was putting into it, I was still able to take care of it and manage it. So I definitely say for the girls who are, who needs something like that to take care of their hair if they're putting a lot of product into it? That's something that really helped me in my experience. That's great. I mean, it's it is amazing how much just punishment girls' hair takes. Throughout. It's so true. I mean, it scares me. Yeah. It's like when you're straightening your hair, you see steam coming up from your hair, and you know that's not supposed to happen, but oh, you just yeah. have to take care of it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great recommendation. Now, um, Janute, tell our listeners mm-hmm. how they can connect with you um, and your pageant um, on social media. So my Instagram personal account is J-A-A-N-U underscore P-A-T-E-L. And my uh, California Instagram is Miss C-A-T-N U-S-A. And you can find my Facebook as Miss California Teen USA for my pageant account. And J-A-A-N-U is my first name and my last name is P-A-T-E-L. So you can find me on Facebook that way too. That's awesome. Well, Janut, thank you so very much for taking the time to share with us like your perspective and your heart. It's very valued. And I know the girls on the other end that they got just tremendous value from it. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm really glad to just share my experiences and help out whoever I can. So thank you. Absolutely. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.